What are you choosing to create in your life? Are you doing it with awareness? And are you doing it with strength? Are you doing it through fear? And are you possibly doing it because it's something you love? Welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast, where we look at the way words, thoughts, feelings, and our surroundings impact us, work with us, and work against us. Looking forward to having you join me. Let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast. Janine here and I am absolutely delighted to have my really good friend Mariana Babas come and join us. And Mariana does some amazing things with energy, with life and with her son. We will get to discuss that as we go along. People, grab a cup of coffee, have a seat, Or if you're walking, awesome. If you're driving, pay attention to the road. Mariana, welcome. I'm so grateful that you could make time to join us today. Thank you so much, Janine. It means a lot to receive the invitation from you because it's always a delight to spend time with you. I know this is going to be a good hour spent together. Yes, definitely. We, with, and people, I'm just warning you, my electricity is doing some interesting things because we have something called load shedding. So if we disappear, we disappear. And that's what you get from the podcast today. Onwards and forwards, Mariana, please explain to everybody who you are, where you're from and what you do, and then we'll get on with it. Thank you, Janine. Well, our start, very simple. Um, who I am. I am a dreamer. I'm a dreamer at heart. Is something that I work with as well. But at the same time, it's the real me. I love to dream. I love to immerse myself in the energy of dreaming because I have discovered that at a very early age in my life that dreams are a guide. They were a guide for me, a powerful ally especially in dark moments, especially in those, as you know, crossroads that we get in life, when we don't know where to turn, who to talk to, when nothing in the outside world works. Dreams turned out to be my most powerful ally and my best friend. So I am a dreamer. And um, I learned that in back home, in my home country, in Romania. Mm-hmm. We actually embrace dreams there. And we share dreams. And I learned from, a, as I said, a young age, uh, different symbols, how to interpret different symbols in dreams. People used to, um, you know, exchange information about what a snake might represent in a dream or um, what uh, a flower represents in dreams or what happens when you see a, a departed loved one in your dreams and so on and so on. So I come from Romania, but uh, at the moment, right now, I've been living in Scotland. I love this beautiful country. And I arrived here based on a dream. And here as well, I managed to find the best way for me, I would say, to follow my lifelong passions. And I trained as a hypnotherapist. And as I started practicing and working with people, the beauty, the discovery was that I managed to include dreams in our work so i work with dreams now 
I help people to follow their own dreams. That is absolutely incredible, Mariana. It is such a valuable thing. Um, as you know, one of the things I believe in is allow your dreams to be larger than your drama because when we connect with our inner why and dreams as well as what our physical in inverted comma dreams are showing us it is just incredible what can happen before we came on the call Mariana was sharing such a beautiful story about her son would you like to share it with our audience before to me it was just so special and it links in with what you're saying about growing up with dreams. Absolutely, Janine. And thank you for allowing me to do that because I think it's really important um, as a message for, for our kids and for the younger generation. I wish, I just wish that um, more people knew or dreams were even more present in our lives as we, as we grew up. Um, I started... My son is eight years old, and I started from a very young age with my son uh, with a morning habit. And I started asking him the first question when he woke up, how did you sleep? What did you dream about? And this morning, we started with another beautiful habit. He is recently learning to read, and he's becoming better and better at it. So I encourage that um, as much as I can. And this morning he woke up a bit earlier than usual and I offered to make him a tea, a chamomile tea. And he, he took his book and his book light. I bought him a beautiful book light. And I said, would you like to join me upstairs in our meditation room for, um, you know, a wee bit of reading and enjoying our tea? And he was so excited. He jumped out of bed and said, mom, I'll come with you. And we spent... 30 minutes, 40 minutes on our bean bags with the books in our hand and a cup of tea and just enjoying a quiet moment and sharing some ideas here and there. And he really, really loved it. And he said, mom, can we do that more often? So wow, That is so special. <laughs> do you feel that, that children should be taught in schools about meditation, about dreaming, about journaling? What is your reason for saying yes? Yes. First of all, yes, it should be taught in schools. It should be discussed in uh, family time because dreams are energy. Dreams are a very powerful gateway to access knowledge, to get in touch with who we really are. And children are, are natural dreamers. They, they dream every night. They have lucid dreams. They do so many beautiful things in their dreams. So sitting down with them and explaining a little bit more how powerful that is and cultivating that mindset of paying attention to their dreams, to the symbols that come, to learn that actually nightmares are nothing to be scared of and there is a way to, to turn them around or to face that monster bravely and say, no, 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 you're not passing. I'm not going to let you win today. It is very, very empowering and healing for children. So I definitely uh, think we should, we should talk to children more about dreams and support that. Now, Mariana, you are incredibly blessed to grow up with a supportive community, supporting you, learning this, working with this. 
not as many other people are supported in this way. How do you suggest, what do you suggest they do to begin sharing with their children about dreams and nightmares and things that go bump in the night? We are back. We are back. And I was going to fetch my stand because I thought I had it all organized here. People, I <laughs> warn you. <laughs> okay. What do you feel would be the best way for parents to start helping their children with this? And to help themselves, never mind their children. <laughs> well, it's, um, I love that you asked that question, Janine. Because one of the, let's say, most common uh, feedbacks I get from people who I work with, adults, mothers, fathers, business um, men and women uh, from all walks of life, the majority of people in the first sessions, they always come back with this one thing repeating itself. What's been good in your week since the last time we spoke? And people report, I've been having more dreams, or I started to remember my dreams. So when that happens, when, when I hear that, it's, it's like music to my ears, because that's the moment when we can get into that conversation of, and how does that feel? It feels good. Yes. I haven't been dreaming for 10 years, or um, I know I'm dreaming, but I don't remember them. And it always frustrated me. Why is that happening? So that's, I know this is my way and I know it's, I'm referring to the people I'm working with, but I think everybody who is listening to our conversation today must remember a dream they had when, when they were children, must remember their experience with dreams when they were younger and they can go back there at any time. They can reconnect with their dreams at any time. And we need the dreams because dreams are the one are, you know, that part of us which creates visions, creates a beautiful future. Mm. So we need to use that power and that energy more often. That would be my advice. That is actually beautiful. Mariana, are there any books or things people can study? Um, and I will have Mariana's details in the show notes so you can connect with her after the, uh, once you've listened to the session. Is there anything you can recommend for people to listen to, to watch? Absolutely. Nowadays, there are, luckily, Jenny, nowadays, that's a vast uh, resource out there when it comes to, to dreams. Uh, there are pod podcasts, I think, there are books, uh, there are many videos on YouTube. There's a lot of information. My favorite uh, books on dreaming and the one I started with uh, is a book called Explore the World of Lucid Dreaming by uh, Stephen Laberge. Stephen Laberge was the one who um, wrote so vastly about lucid dreaming and lucid dreaming means to become aware that you are dreaming. And that's when we actually... Uh, start to understand even more how powerful our dreams can be, how you can ask a question when you go to sleep at night and wake up with the answer the mm -hmm. uh, next day, next morning. Mm -hmm. How how impressive is that? How easier life becomes when we get into that habit? So Stephen Laberge is definitely uh, a pioneer and a beautiful author, uh, and he wrote the book Explore the World of Lucid Dreaming. 
another another author and if you give me one second I actually have a list here I love it <laughs> I have a list here which I put in my um in my dream oracle this is my dream oracle that oh, I uh, created beautiful and um is it available? My... Is it available on Amazon? Where can people get it from you? It's a project, Janine. It's a project. So until now, okay. it was available for people who attended my courses, but now I intend to put it out there on Amazon for people to be able Fantastic. to. Fantastic! Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Um, another book that I would like to recommend uh, is from a British, I would say, British young teacher. Um, very famous and very, I would say, on the in, in trend right now. And he's lovely. He's he's combining science and um, Buddhist teachings about dreams. And his name is Charlie Morley. And he has several books written. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his books that I really like is um, Dreams of Awakening. Oh. Beautiful. And I also want to mention my um, long, I would say he's been my dream teacher for the longest period of time. And it's with him um, that I acquired my level three dream teacher training. His name is Robert Moss. Um, He wrote so many beautiful books. He's an amazing, amazing individual, an ambassador to Rebirth the Dreaming Society. And... um, one of the books that made a real impact on me, uh, written by him, there are many, as I said, but one that I like the best is um, Dreaming the Soul Back Home. Wow. Share a bit about that for us, please, because that really sounds intriguing. <laughs> yes, it is intriguing and it's an absolutely wonderful journey. And I love that uh, you asked that, Janine, because... Um, In this book, what he speaks about is that dreams are actually gateways, as as we said, to reconnect with our soul, to um, reconnect with who we truly are. And one of the beautiful exercises uh, in this book, uh, or based on this book, is called Reclaim Your Soul, those parts of your soul that you might have left behind or uh, forgotten about. Uh, you know, like that beautiful child, that beautiful inner child that remains somewhere in your past and you just don't have fun anymore. Uh, We can reconnect with that beautiful part of us through our dreams. So one of the exercises is called um, Where is the Rest of Me? Wow, that is so beautiful. Yes, Yes, I know when I help clients, we we do um, on occasion, more occasions than not, go and rediscover parts that have popped out of the Mm -hmm. body because it was so uncomfortable to be there so that is a really powerful tool have you played that with your son at all have you experienced it have you shared it at all apart from your clients I'm just being nosy here (laughs) I haven't shared I haven't practiced it with my son yet I did share it Mm-hmm. Um, but I can share with you a personal experience when I, uh, the first time when I did that exercise and I went to sleep, uh, with that question in mind, falling asleep with it and asking and asking in a very dramatic and emotional way, like demanding, uh, even where is the rest of me? 
where is the rest of me? Curiosity and real interest and genuine desire to know where is the rest of me? And the first night, I didn't uh, got a clue from the dreams that the Manasra might be there. The second night, nothing. The third night, nothing. But the fourth night, the fourth night, I had a spectacular dream in which I saw myself on this beautiful, beautiful meadow. And there was a table in the middle of the meadow with about eight chairs. And the table was set. Uh, definitely there was company that was expecting company there. And as I was admiring, it was a beautiful, sunny, warm day, flowers, uh, the trees were in bloom, uh, green grass everywhere. Amazing, amazing. And it was traditional Romanian food mm -hmm. on the table. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I hear a voice behind me and I feel a hand touching my my shoulder and I hear a name and that voice says, I'm here. And it goes and sits on one of the chairs. And then I hear another voice and another hand on my shoulder. And that voice says, I'm here too. And gives me uh, their name. And the third person and the fourth person from a bit further in the back says, I'm coming too. So eventually we sat when the all eight of us were present, we sat at that table. And it was a beautiful, <laughs> I'm laughing because they asked me to prepare a specific Romanian traditional uh, dish, mm -hmm. which is, uh, let's say, um, vegetable and meat broth. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. I'm salivating right now. <laughs> and <laughs> they asked for that specific thing. And that appeared on the table. The eighth of us were there and they started sharing with me where they have been and what did they do wow. in their life. Wow. And I woke up, Janine, with an amazing feeling of elation, of happiness and joy and energy. Mm. Wow, you're leaving me speechless. Mm -hmm. I've forgotten everything I wanted to ask you after that. <laughs> That is very, very powerful. I know for myself, when I've used questions before I go to sleep, the, the results can be extremely powerful. Sometimes if people ask their questions, um, they, it can be powerfully disturbed as well. What do you do when somebody says to you they've had nightmares? How do you address it with them? It's a really good question. And many people, Janine, are struggling with nightmares. I had my fair share of nightmares when I was a child as well. And still do occasionally uh, when, when I go through troubled times, but now I know how to approach them and now I know how to uh, heal them and turn the outcome around. Um, I, had, I had several clients who struggled with nightmares and one client in particular um, mentioned that uh, they've been struggling with nightmares for more than 20 years and they are not looking forward to go to sleep it's not going to sleep is not their thing and it's it's a it's a dreadful thing what i've learned through the year janine is that nightmares are actually blessings in disguise mm -hmm. and this is what i tell my clients and tell everybody who shares with me that they are struggling with nightmares because it's it's a way of our subconscious mind uh 
trying to capture our attention. Dreams and, and you know, the subconscious mind, you probably know this and many people, many of our listeners um, and people who are watching this would know that the subconscious mind is this vast resource we have there, this important and beautiful part of us and is trying to be our best friend. So it will send us information through dreams, for example. Mm. And they will probably start with sending um, a letter. And if we don't look at the letter, we don't open the letter to read it, they might send an email. They might send a text. They, they keep sending information to capture our attention, to let us know that something is uh, a problem, is an issue building up under the yeah. surface, which mm -hmm. needs uh, attention. But if we refuse... If you, if you refuse to pay attention, if you refuse to open that letter, the subconscious mind will ultimately send either a scary dream or a nightmare because mm. that's when we react. Mm. That's when we look uh, because it's so uncomfortable, you cannot miss it. Yeah. So the moment people stop and take a look and shed some light into that nightmare, and either alone if they know how to do it or accompanied by someone who, who knows how to guide them, when we have a look at that nightmare and we interpret the symbols in it and we make the connections with whatever's going on in their lives, the majority of them have an aha moment wow. and they start to heal because they realize how much power lies actually in, in nightmares. Yes. In the moment we, we do that, we gain our power back yes it's that recognition and the allowing of the recognition so mariana do you ever use hypnotherapy to help people remember their dreams or are the dreams part of the hypnotherapy i would say both it depends on on the person mm -hmm. i have clients who just want to do the hypnotherapy part mm -hmm. but Beautifully enough, dreams come, you know, naturally, organically into the sessions. And when they do, we embrace them. Mm -hmm. And another a group of clients or another type of clients, they come specifically for the dream part. Mm -hmm. They come, um, you know, either for the nightmares, uh, for the night terrors, or they just want to remember more their dreams because they understand the power behind them. And they ask specifically to... Um, you know, make our sessions more oriented towards the dreaming part rather than um, anything else. So it all, it all, uh, it's a personal journey. It all depends on whatever the person brings in, in the session. And I would say both. Oh, that is amazing. Can you please debunk some of the myths around hypnotherapy that people feel it's like a circus act? Could you address that, please? <laughs> Yes, you are right, Janine. Um, it's a difference. It's a difference between the um, stage hypnosis, the show, and the clinical hypnosis. The stage hypnosis is, um, as an entertainment, is a controlled um, show in which whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not a specialist in stage hypnosis, so I won't go into details. But the clinical hypnosis is different because... Our aim in the sessions is to use the power of the subconscious mind to use the resources of the client for his or her benefit or his or her well-being. Mm. 
-hmm. So it's basically a way of training the mind to be your ally, training mm -hmm. the mind to be your servant, to be your uh, wingman or wingwoman to help you overcome uh, anything that you know is going on in your life. And um, there's nothing to be scared about when it comes to hypnosis because it's just a beautiful relaxation. And it's actually, hypnosis is actually trance, Janine, mm -hmm. as you probably know. And trance yeah. is simply a state of focused attention. Mm -hmm. And we are in a natural state of trance during the day so many times. Mm -hmm. We're just not aware of it because we haven't been told, we haven't been taught or educated in schools that every time when we read a book and we get lost into the plot or not the story, we're actually in trance. Mm -hmm. Or maybe this happened to you as well, Janine. Maybe you travel from A to B yes. and you just enjoy the scenery or your mind flew to other things and you didn't even realize when you arrived at a destination and you might have said, how on earth did this happen? How did I get here so fast? Exactly. <laughs> Emphasis exactly. on the fast and I didn't speed people. I never sped up. It just happened. <laughs> Good. So, yes, that is trance and that is hypnosis. That is very powerful. Yes, I understand about trance because I use that in my sessions as well with clients um, when I take them on journeys and that sort of thing, which in its own way is a form of lucid dreaming. Have you yourself been on a journey, a shamanic journey? I have, yes. And how did you experience it? Well, anything to do with exploring <laughs> other dimensions or parallel universes or exploring um, portals and gateways and states of consciousness is um, my type of, uh, my cup of tea, as, as they say. Um, because for me, life is, we came into this life to experience. Yes. to experience and play and discover or rediscover who we are, what we can do, mm. where we come from, what's our purpose. So I've, I've tried several things. My personal journey, my personal development journey began a while back, a long time ago. And as you know, uh, we learn as we go and we get curious um, on different things that come our way. And we have our set of tools. We have, we have our set of talents and skills. And some of them are more predominant and some of them are less. So we choose. At the end of the road, we, we start to choose. After we play with many toys, we have favorite toys, isn't it? Oh, I so love it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about one of your most favorite, in inverted commas, toys, because that is literally what it's about. Well, this doesn't come as a, as a surprise. My favorite, my absolute favorite is uh, sleeping and dreaming. Mm -hmm. I, I love to sleep. It's my hobby. <laughs> um, and I love dreaming because um, playing with my dreams, as I said, I use them on purpose so many times in my life. Um, I moved from England to Scotland based on a dream. I moved from Aberdeen to Inverness based on a dream. I left my home country based on a dream and it turned out really well. Every single time I um, 
followed my dreams, I end up I ended up in a good place. And um, probably many of the people listening to us would agree with this. We sometimes, and maybe it happened to you, Janine, sometimes we have one recurring figure that comes into our dreams as a guide. And in my case, it was my late father, usually departed loved ones with whom we had a strong connection appear in our dreams to, to guide us and tell us, you shouldn't go that way, you should go this way, or come with me, I'll open the door for you, or, uh, you know, just giving us advice. So definitely dreams have been my my favorite toy. But I also love to, and this is something I haven't um, shared, I think, publicly yet. Um, I love reading tarot cards. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because like of the symbols. To me. <laughs> yes, please. Lots. I'll yes. show you when we off the call. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait, Janine, can't wait. Well, just one of them. <laughs> beautiful beautiful as you know as you know it has to do with symbols yes and dreams are a language of symbols so that's why they are beautifully connected yeah that is i'm fascinated now people remember this is in general this is not specific the question i'm going to ask and please you know, things come with the warning. Do not practice at home unless you are <laughs> professionally trained. Could you give us an idea of just some of the meanings of very common symbology? I know you mentioned snake, and I know many people often have water or they have some type of, like you had with food, that sort of mm. thing. What are the most common recurring themes you have with your clients that you've seen happen and people a general meaning not specific absolutely um i think the most if i think about it um the most recurring symbol or the first one that comes to mind would be traveling mm -hmm. um it's it's so often people come back and say i was uh driving a car going from A to B, or I was in a train trying to uh, get off on a particular station, but couldn't. I was uh, in the airport stuck and couldn't board my on my plane, and so on and so on. So traveling uh, comes up a lot. Um, also, dreams of uh, finding, them, finding themselves naked in public uh, yes. uh, situations or, um, you know, in bathrooms. Um, having issues with the bathrooms but as you said also water mm. water comes up a lot in dreams um what i would um, recommend let's say to to people to look for when it comes to symbols in dreams that's when we get a bit more uh, more specific because as you know everyone's dreams are based on their own lives and their own experience um Every time when when we when I help people analyze dreams, we look for different things, and I usually start with um, colors. What mm -hmm. colors are predominant in your dreams? Is there anything that stood out? Uh, are there any particular animals that come in in dreams? And with animals, it's interesting because it's it's also a, a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. um, a lot snakes are indeed very present, and bears are very present, or birds. Uh, loads of birds are present in in dreams 
so we look for that. We look for uh, colors. We look for um, animal, uh, spirit animals present. We look for directions. Where were you going in your dream? Were you going up? Were you going down? Were you going left or right? Uh, because directions are really, really important. They give you a, a meaningful uh, message there. Um, we also look for um, other dream characters, like who did you see in the dream? A woman, a man, um, several, how old, how young, uh, familiar, unfamiliar. Uh, how were they dressed? Because that's that's important as well. Another aspect is were you in indoors? in a house was it your house or a different type of house mm -hmm. um or were you outside and also signs of life and death yes yeah wow people you got a very comprehensive understanding there mariana that was amazing thank you very much mariana where do you find that mindset has a part to play in how people work with their dreams or work against their dreams With dreams, Janine is like with any other skill, it takes time and practice and discipline. Mm. And mindset plays a big role, as, as you, you know. Um, I think the difference comes when people have a passion for it or people have an interest, a real genuine interest, um, and they are more prone to play with the dreams and discover and uh, be more disciplined. Um, and there are people who are generally not interested in dreams. They just want to focus on their everyday uh, waking reality, and that's it. And that's absolutely fine. It's a choice at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But I would say from personal experience, and I think you can agree with this, um, when we bring dreams, that dreaming part of us into the equation, life improves. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. I love that you gave um, a new meaning to taking it, paying attention to our dreams, because very often people forget that a dream can be something that's in their heart, that's part of their dream, and then it expresses itself at night. And it's to have that awareness. I will say I, I've had the experience where I'm driving and I've felt myself in two different spaces and places simultaneously. Um, and uh, I made a mental note not to do that too often. <laughs> For me, dreams have always played a very important part, even before I understood um, about the symbology and various things. And when I look back at dreams, they really do play very significant roles in most of our lives when we allow it, when we allow ourselves to connect with those dreams, when we allow ourselves to speak about it, process it, and pick up a journal and journal about it because we meant to work through it. Mariana, mm. what is, if you could share just one thing about dreams, what would that be? To answer your question, Janine, I will use um, a beautiful statement I learned in my training as a dream teacher. It's an old saying of the Iroquois, an ancient um, tribe in America. And they say, those who are not in touch with their dreams are not in touch with their soul. Yes. 
So I would um, definitely recommend people to gradually, at their own pace, in their own time, just allow them to, to come back, just to ponder upon the idea of how would it be to start paying more attention to mm. our dreams? Because mm. that's when we start to understand more and more about who we truly are. Yeah. So, yes. Being in touch with our dreams means being in touch with our soul. Yes. And being in touch with the mission that we are moving forward with as well. Mariana, this has been absolutely incredible. People, do not delay. Look at the show notes and get in touch with Mariana absolutely, totally today. Mariana, it's been a privilege having you on the show. I really, really appreciate it so, so much. People, remember, like and share. You may get a chance to spend an hour where we can explore what your dreams are and how they can move forward um, it'll be with myself, not so much with Mariana, because you're going to a lucky draw. Well, I feel if you listen to today, you definitely received more than luck. You received guidance and love today. Mariana, thank you for your beautiful soul. And I'd like to take this chance to say goodbye, everyone. Thank you, Janine. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for joining me. Please remember to share and use the hashtag MindsetAlchemy100. Tag me, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, maybe even Twitter. I would love to have your feedback, so let me know what came forward for you. And let's see who the winner is. Bye-bye. Oh, and this will carry on until episode uh, 1005. So, see you there!